You're listening to Canada Reimagined. I'm Patrick Esmond-White. This episode, Sober Third Thought. If you are willing to entertain the idea of constitutional renovation, then we also have an opportunity to revisit other Canadian institutions that are outdated and arcane, starting with the Senate and the Governor-General. The Senate is a so-called chamber of sober second thought. It's totally undemocratic, as all its members are appointed by a prime minister. It has been plagued with scandal filled with party hacks and is clearly elitist. Many Canadians want to just do away with this Senate entirely. The oddity in that is, in spite of all of those things, the Senate has many fine members and does important work. At its best, it serves a very useful function. So the alternative to abolishing the Senate is to democratize it and give it a major new role. It would, of course, continue to review legislation from the House of Commons, but also do much more. Society is changing at a frantic pace. We expect members of the House of Commons to focus on immediate issues, the day-to-day politics of the nation. This leaves them little time to focus on issues that are on the more distant horizon. But if you have your eye on the future, the storms are building, and we need long-term approaches. A quick aside. For a decade, I produced a national program on public radio from Washington, D.C. that explored exactly this type of issue. I learned that most crises can be foreseen. It's just we don't have time. So here's what a revamped Senate in Canada could do. As those storm clouds appear on the horizon, the Senate should propose long-term solutions in a non-partisan environment. Too often, issues get caught in a partisan trap when government and opposition parties start looking for political advantage instead of solutions. In a perfect world, recommendations for government action are based on facts and logic that are pursued in good faith. On rare occasions, this does happen, but usually stakeholders get involved to protect their short-term interests, and that's politics. What happens in the House of Commons is politics. It is partisan. That's normal. But if we want to step back and look at an issue from a nonpartisan perspective, we need an organization tasked to do just this. This is exactly the type of task the Senate could take on. As it does now, the Senate could undertake to lead commissions and inquiries. It could do this under its own initiative or as requested by the House of Commons. To achieve this, through a nonpartisan lens, the Senate cannot be a partisan body. An inquiry that gathers knowledge, promotes awareness, and offers recommendations should not be tainted by politics. We saw this dilemma recently when former Governor General David Johnston was appointed to investigate foreign interference in Canadian elections. His impressive record was no protection from the partisan sniping. This was an avoidable trap. Before returning to how the Senate could be nonpartisan, let me give three examples of what a reformed Senate might investigate. First, national security. Russia and China are threats to peace. Cyber attacks are frequent. Meanwhile, 
Canada's military is in upheaval, sexual misconduct, racism, and white supremacy. The military is a mess. We are mismanaging billions of dollars of spending. A nonpartisan Senate could help the public understand the actual threats and could build consensus on a new security strategy. Another example, agriculture. I described how family farms are in trouble. Regenerative agriculture may be the solution, but to get national agreement, Canada needs an impartial commission that can examine the issues and build understanding and support for solutions. Politicians can't do this. A new Senate could. Finally, there's a desperate need for legislation to regulate social media. The current government is trying to address this problem. It's an unusual issue since most political parties seem to grasp the seriousness of the problem. Still, any legislation passed today will be stopgap. A new Senate could establish a standing committee to study communications issues and make recommendations. For the Senate to take on an expanded role in Canada's marketplace of ideas, we would need to reform how we select senators. The upper chamber should reflect the Canadian mosaic. It cannot be partisan. One way to achieve this is for each senator to serve a single six-year term, no more. That term, in the purest sense, would be a national service. A third of the Senate should be replaced every two years, ensuring a constant renewal of ideas and individuals. The Prime Minister should not select senators. Instead, every adult Canadian should be eligible to apply. Intellectuals, artists, community and labour leaders, entrepreneurs and others could, in effect, submit their credentials for the job. Any Canadian could submit their name by filling in an online application. The identity of these applicants would be totally secret. A team in the Governor-General's office could assess credentials based on criteria defined by law. A large number of candidates would be selected as qualified. Then, a random lottery could reduce this list of qualified candidates to a manageable number. Perhaps a few hundred Canadians would make the final list still secret. These individuals on the short list would undergo a security and reference check just like any other job applicant. And finally, as a national event, a lottery would be held to choose new senators. This randomness of the process would ensure absolute independence of senators. The lottery would generate significant news. Canada would meet these new public figures for the first time. As an aside, by the way, the ancient Athenian democracy did something just like this. They used a randomization device to select citizens for the city council and other state offices and to juries. But let me add one wrinkle to all of this senatorial change, the Governor-General. This office is peculiar. Most of the men and women who have held this office are people of character, intelligence and accomplishment, but they were not selected by the people. They, in theory, represent the crown. That would be Charles. Like the Senate, the office is an antiquated legacy and must be reformed. A truly Canadian head of state could play a much more active role in the affairs of the nation. Rather than let the Prime Minister select a Governor-General, here's an alternative. Let the reformed Senate 
select a governor general from within its membership. The advantage of this is that sitting senators know who from within their ranks best exemplifies the qualities of a head of state. It would be someone who knows the people, the issues, and the procedures. The governor general could serve as Speaker of the Senate for a term before being replaced in exactly the same way. Let's also look at the justice system, which is another institution run with an appointment system with political overtones. We don't need to accuse judges of bias to suggest changes. Most Canadian judges are no doubt fine humans with superb track records in their professional. Sure, the Canadian justice system may be as pure as fresh snow compared to the muddy American courts. Still, why not remove any and all doubts? Qualified lawyers could put their names forward for consideration as judges specifying on which bench they wish to serve. A review process could assess the applicants and recommend those who rate as highly qualified. Those who do not meet the standard should be informed as to what they might do to succeed in future. Then, a random lottery would select the judges. No politics, no bias. Taken together, the reforms to Parliament, the Senate, the Governor-General and the courts would reinvigorate Canadian democracy. More than that, these reforms would be part of the broader initiative to reinvent Confederation. If ideas such as this were on the table for debate, they would create waves in the political ecosystem. Those waves would build into a storm. That storm would sweep over the country, landing first in Quebec. After all, this is Canada. You have been listening to Canada Reimagined. I am Patrick Esmond White. My thanks to Tom Plant for my theme music, Tom Evans for the artwork, and to Harbinger Media, an association of independent Canadian podcasters. Tune in again next week. Music